Welcome to the Grow Equation Podcast, a training podcast for service-based business owners who want to hashtag work less, earn more. Your host, Diana Lidstone, has been working with businesses for more than three decades to help them get known as the undeniable authority in their industry, ramp up their profits, and optimize their resources with the end goal that they work less and earn more. So if you're ready to implement simple steps to banish the hustle and to do business differently, then stop. Stop folding laundry or running on your treadmill, grab a pen and paper, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast for business owners who want to work less and earn more. So today's episode is all about if you've ever felt like you were the chief everything officer of your business and you can't seem to grow and scale, and you feel like you're on this continuous hustle hamster wheel, then this is the episode just for you. You see, two years ago, Cynthia and I were sitting at my kitchen table having a coffee. She was at her wit's end. You see, after 10 years of trying to build her legal practice, she was ready to throw in the towel and go and work for someone else. I realized I had seen this way too many times before. Cynthia was exhausted with dark circles under her eyes, and she was hustling to keep her employees employed. Yikes. Her business wasn't profitable, and she worked long and hard hours with little to show for it. Now, I've been in business for more than 35 years, and sadly, too often I've met too many business owners just like Cynthia. They started their business because they had a passion to help others, but as the business grew, it became this time-eating, profitless monster. Yep, Cynthia was caught on the hustle hamster wheel. Now, Cynthia is not the only one. Another client, Janice, came to me as the owner of a multi-million dollar business, numerous employees, and yet she was constantly doing simple administrative tasks such as making her own travel arrangements for the multiple conferences she attended throughout the year. You see, She was doing tasks that weren't at this CEO level. And so her time wasn't focused on being that visionary CEO leader that her business required of her for its next level of growth. Corrine, the owner of a seven-figure business with three employees who outsourced her bookkeeping, get this, was staying late at night to input orders into her bookkeeping system. Eh! She was doing everything and, again, leaving no time for her to grow and scale her business. Each of these women had fallen into what I call the hustle hamster wheel. Despite having significant success at one time or another, their business was now stuck, stalled, whatever you want to call it. And they were stuck, feeling unhappy because they were working way too hard for the little bit of money they were paying themselves. And they were stuck because they couldn't seem to get their business to that next level of success. The problem here was that these business owners didn't quite understand where to spend their time. That's right, where to spend their time. So let's stop for a minute and let me ask you this question. Why did you start your business? Maybe you started your business because you were an employee and realized you could do a better job. Mm, Sounds good. Or maybe you bought the business you work in. Or maybe you were unemployed and needed an income. 
So you started a business. Or maybe you were just freaking sick and tired of the corporate nine to five. Maybe you really didn't kind of fit into a regular job. That was me, actually. Or maybe you've turned your side hustle into a full-time job. You see, whatever your reason, my research shows that the majority of business owners started their business not for the money. Your objective wasn't that you wanted to be paid more. It wasn't that you wanted a regular paycheck. The main reason most entrepreneurs start and run a business is, are you ready? Freedom. Freedom to be themselves. The freedom and flexibility to work how they want. The freedom to work when they want. The flexibility to work where they want. And they all have this dream of more freedom and flexibility. Now, I'm going to ask you a Dr. Phil question. So how has this turned out for you so far? (laughs) Dr. Phil is known for getting to the root of everything. You see, do you have all the freedom you imagined when you started your business? Sadly, too many business owners don't enjoy their business or their life. In fact, they've told me they feel like an overworked, underpaid employee. They feel exhausted just looking at their ever-growing to-do list. They worry that despite their years of hard work, they're not making enough profit. And sadly, they've sacrificed time with their family and friends because their business, quote-unquote, needs them 24-7. And yet, despite these emotions, these business owners are driven to accelerate the growth of their business. They want to increase their profits and to make a bigger difference in the world. So my question to you is, Are you ready to step into the role of CEO of your business? Are you ready to commit to doing things differently in your business? Now, just to be clear, when I'm talking about a CEO, I'm imagining a leader with a specific direction and intention for growth, (laughs) not a stuffed shirt sitting behind a big polished desk of a multinational corporation. When we Google the term CEO, it reveals that the definition is chief executive officer, not the chief everything officer. The chief executive officer is that highest ranking person in the company, ultimately responsible for making managerial decisions. And interestingly enough, other articles that appear near the top of the Google search are all related to leadership. That's right. Thinking like a CEO is more about leadership and vision and less about being the boss. Now, I'll share some highlights of how business owners just like you started doing business differently with the result that they've accelerated their growth, exploded their profits, and gloriously stepped into that role of CEO and now are truly enjoying their lives. What these business owners learned? were about the core entrepreneurial tasks that were the drivers of the business and how to completely break free from the hustle hamster wheel. Okay, here we go. Five core entrepreneurial tasks. The biggest problem for most entrepreneurs is that they feel overwhelmed by everything they think they should be doing. Entrepreneurs are typically a creative bunch. And so we have trouble focusing on exactly the right activities that will grow our business without the hustle and letting go of some of those activities that we originally did when we started our business. As Carrie Conley said in an upcoming podcast episode, 
the upside of being an entrepreneur is that you're creative. The downside of being an entrepreneur is that you're creative. As entrepreneurs, we don't lack ideas, but we often lack focus. Thinking more like a squirrel, right? Rather than focusing our attention on the right activities to lead our business in the right direction. So what are those five entrepreneurial tasks? The five entrepreneurial tasks, and I'll just read them off, and then we're going to go back into them and talk about them. So number one is we have this general bucket called administration and operations. The second bucket is customer service. The third is customer fulfillment. The fourth is marketing and sales. And the fifth is business growth and development. Now, when I started my retail business in 1995, I had really truthfully no right starting a retail business. I'd never worked in retail. I'd never hired an employee. I'd never bought inventory. And I didn't know the first thing about running a store. I had to figure it out. And I learned about these five core entrepreneurial tasks because that's what allowed me to refocus my energy on the right tasks to make sure that my business moved forward and grew. So let's go back to those five tasks. Let's talk about administration and operations. It's that exactly. Any activity that's related to the operations of your business might include bookkeeping, human relations, staffing, finance, all of those things, right? The second, customer service. That's dealing with any customer-related issues that might arise. How do you keep your customers happy so that they become lifelong customers? You know, it could include answering emails, following up, all of those different things. Number three, customer fulfillment. Now, this relates to filling orders if you have a product-based business or Working directly with customers, such as, you know, if you're a coach or a consultant, it's doing the actual coaching or consulting. So how many hours a week do you spend in customer fulfillment? Now, number four and five. Number four is marketing and sales. Marketing and sales are all those activities that attract and captivate prospects, that cultivate or nurture them into clients and then convert them into clients. Though these activities might include, what is your marketing strategy, right? How do you implement your marketing strategy? Is it blogging, networking, speaking? And of course, having those sales conversations or presentations. And number five is business growth and development. These are actions related to the development of the CEO, you, the leader, or the growth of the company. So this might include, you know, if you're taking a workshop on improving your skills or spending the day doing strategy days for planning, etc. Okay, those are the five activities. Now let me ask you, if you were to track your time for a week and then categorize your time into those five tasks, which of those five areas would you be spending the majority of your time? Now, this is an exercise that I do with all of my private clients, and sometimes we even do it in a workshop. It is so critical to know where you're spending your time. What I've learned over the years is that too often, business owners spending the majority of their time 
on administration and operations and the least amount of time on marketing and sales. In other words, they're focusing 80% of their time on doing and only 20% on the activities of marketing or business development, the true drivers of growth. They're spending all their time in the wrong places when a simple shift can have a significant impact on their business growth. I'll share with you my experience. When I started my retail store, I was chief everything officer. Like many of you, when you started your businesses, I did everything. I did the ordering, the hiring, the staff, the making of sales. I was the marketing officer, the chief strategic planner, and yes, even the toilet cleaner. However, I soon learned that in order for my business to grow and become more profitable, I'd have to learn to shift my focus from doing everything to doing only those things that were in my zone of genius. It took a major shift in my thinking, my mindset, to say no to some activities, like the bookkeeping and other operational activities, so I could say yes to the marketing, which not only drove my business growth, but just happens to be my zone of genius. In the last few years of owning my store, I was able to spend more time thinking and scaling more like a CEO with the majority of my focus on marketing and sales, right? Creating that momentum in my business and the least amount of time on administration and operations. Why? Because I had built an ecosystem to support me. So again, Take a minute to ask yourself, where do you spend the majority of your time? Is it time for you to start mm, maybe reallocating your time? Now, I'm going to share four tips with you so that you can break free from this hustle hamster wheel and regain your time. But first, I can't tell you how much it means to me to have recently received this five-star review. And because I received it, I'm going to read it to you. Here it is. I've binge listened to Diana's podcast twice already, and it's incredible. As a self-professed podcast snob who listens to only the best of the best, Brittany Brown, Marie Forleo, Amy Potterfield, and Brendan Bouchard, Diana's business advice is ranked right up there with these powerhouses. Thank you, Diana. I can't wait to hear more. A true fan, Cheryl. Woohoo! Thanks so much, Cheryl. You filled my heart with joy. And since Cheryl left her complete mailing address, I was able to send her off some really cool surprises in the mail. Yep, the old-fashioned mail. I'd love to hear your five-star review and send you a cool surprise in the mail when you leave your review and your complete mailing address. All right, let's get to these four tips to break free from the hustle hamster wheel and regain your time. Number one, clearly understand that your role is the CEO and embrace it, right? Embrace this mindset shift that you are the leader of your business, even if you only have a part-time employee or even if you only have a part-time consultant that helps you, like a VA or a bookkeeper, you are still the leader of this business. Number two, you've got to decide which tasks the CEO 
you should focus on in order to drive your business. Look at those tasks, those five tasks that we talked about, and understand that marketing and sales, as well as personal growth and development, are the top activities that will drive your business forward. Tip number three, you've got to learn to delegate. It is one of the most difficult things for entrepreneurs, but you've got to delegate those other tasks to whether it's employees, whether it's part-time people who work for you. You've got to delegate those tasks to these people. That's one, but you've also got to give them the responsibility and the tools to make it happen. What does that mean? You've got to set up systems. You've got to set up boundaries. Delegating isn't just, you know, saying to your VA, can you do this or please do this? They have to understand how that fits into the big picture. You have to have the tools to do it and they have to understand what you expect from them. All right. Tip number four is you've got to look at your calendar You've got to allocate time on your calendar to strategize the big picture growth for your business. So I live and die by my Google calendar. Maybe you've got a Mac calendar, maybe you've got a paper calendar, but a minimum of every quarter, so every 90 days, you've got to set aside time to do some deep thinking about your business and the direction it's going in. That's one, every quarter. Every month, you should be looking at your finances, right? You should be looking at those metrics that are driving your business. What needs to, does something need to change in your business because those metrics aren't exactly where you want them? And then every week, you should be setting aside time to readjusting your calendar, taking a look, are you headed in the right direction? Okay, those are the four tips I have for you to jump off that hustle hamster wheel so that you can regain more time. Now, I know it sounds kind of simple, right? But it's not really. Those CEOs who want to grow and scale their business will also look for support to help implement those four steps. So do you know a business owner who's overwhelmed with day-to-day tasks and sick and tired of being on that hustle hamster wheel? I'd love to be able to support them. For more resources on how to think, how to plan, and how to visualize like a CEO, check out the show notes. And until next week, friends, remember, you can do this. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Grow Equation Business Training Podcast, where it's all about hashtag work less, earn more. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review. If you enjoyed this and want more of Diana, you're invited to join her private Facebook community for live trainings, articles, and Q&A. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash think like a CEO with Diana. Until next time, thanks for listening.